Let's start off strong today, guys. The funniest thing I saw all weekend. That's how we start this. The funniest thing I saw. You are listening to Open Tabs with Burt Kreischer. This is my solo podcast attached to my regular podcast. This week we had Moshe Kasher on. Moshe Kasher is fucking phenomenal. Him and Natasha's special is a joint special. They each do 30 minutes and they go in and they do uh, crowd work at the end. Fucking amazing. So make out, make sure to listen to Moshe. And, uh, and make sure to check out my Instagram, where I posted to- two nudes inadvertently today. Did you see that by any chance? No, you posted nudes? Dude, I'm such a fucking idiot. We're going to get to the funniest thing in th- that I've seen in a second. I did see you. I- I'm in a podcast with Leanne, and they're having this deep conversation. And I just see your naked ass swimming in the pool. Oh, you could see me? You could <laughs> yeah. see me naked? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you know how big my dick was. Not super impressive. So I, I do a, it starts off with I do an Instagram video, a pretty fucking funny Instagram video, in my opinion. Not a promotional video. I used to do these things like for the ladies, and I just have a picture of me in like a Speedo or whatever. It was a joke. I don't think, I think there are women that find me attractive, but not many. It started off with this. In the morning, I woke up and I'm just, I had a great fucking night last night. I had a great night, hung out with Dalia. Whitney Cummins, Cummings and Segura. And then later in the night, uh, I hung out. It was an awesome night. Two shows at the store, one show at the improv. Tried a new joke out that I don't know if it's going to make it. I don't, I don't know if it's got legs. If it does make it, it'll be a fucking murdering closing bit. But it's going to be a tough call. Anyway. Hung out with those guys last night. Had a fucking blast. Woke up this morning feeling really good. Uh, had like three drinks last night. Did not eat last night. Got home. Got in bed. Listened to a podcast with Rogan and this swimmer that we're going to talk about in a second. I hate to do a podcast where I talk about Rogan's podcast. But i got to be honest with you. It's such a great fucking podcast. He's got such a wide fucking net of interesting individuals. And this guy might be one of the most interesting guys I've ever fucking listen to anyway wake up feel good talk to leanne we wrote a script this weekend for those of you uh, curious uh, i took a meeting over at my uh, agency at uta and they said you know the special looks really great uh i have a feeling there's going to be some interest in doing a sitcom and i said i you know i want i know what i want to do and i don't want anyone else to write it i want to write it and then they were like very candidly then fucking write it and leanne the savage fucking beast of a fucking frontier woman I have. This chick, I, you, I, I've never been more in love with her in my life. She leaves that meeting. We get in the car and she books a hotel at the Hilton Universal. Two nights. So we're going to hunker down for two nights and you're writing this fucking script. Two days. We're going to write... 10 hours a day and you're writing your goddamn script. I'll sit there. I'll edit with you. I'll, I'll, I'll punch up ideas. I'll walk you through structure. We can talk it out. You can, I'll be the voice, but you're writing this fucking script. I spent two days at the universal Hilton with Leanne. Kids had a sitter. By the way, kids had a sitter and there's a fucking kidnapping on our street. I saw that. There was a kidnapping on our street and we're at the hotel and our kids are here by themselves. Actually, there was a tutor here and then a sitter, but it was fucking scary. Anyway, wrote the script, finished it, sent it in. The first 
you know it's good when you send a script in at like seven o'clock yesterday when we're done with it. Uh, eight o'clock this morning, my manager calls. This is fucking amazing. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so excited about this script. There are there is one place that will take this script. That's the kind of script it is. It is a beyond. It is a rated R family comedy. So there's not a lot of homes for it, but it's fucking funny. Anyway, I wake up this morning. I feel great. Had a great conversation with Aaliyah and Tom about getting recognized. Now, let me say this real quick, okay? I don't mind being recognized. I, I, I almost enjoy it. You know, like you go 20 years in your career without ever anyone knowing that you have a career or that you're working or caring that when someone says, hey, man, I love your stuff, it really excites me. Chris and Tom don't mind people saying, hey, man, I love your stuff. What they don't like and they, we talked about this last night, is the guy who's like drunk and he's like, oh my God, bro. Oh my God, bro. God, can I need a picture? Hold on. Where's my phone? Where's my phone? Yeah, that does get a little annoying, but like comes with the territory if you like me. So they're just like, we had this great conversation about not, Segura is so bad at getting recognized. There was a comment. Let me see if I can read this comment, find this comment on Instagram. This was one of the fun... I'm never going to find it. He posts way too much on Instagram these days. He's trying to get his... Uh, we're talking about Segura in a second, that fucking fat fuck. Don't worry. We're getting there. Um, there was a there was a, a post on Segura's Instagram where someone... Let's see, Tom Segura, Segura Tom. I'll see. I got to see if I can find it. I'm sure I can find it. Oh, no, I'm never going to find it. Do you remember what picture it was? No, I don't even know what picture it was. And he posts, oh, I'm sure it's this one. I'm never going to be able to find it. Anyway, the comment was, it was, it was, it was under this picture, this picture of this big fat guy here. I'll play the video. Tom wrote, first cut of Burt Kreischer's new special. It looks pretty funny. This is the video. What are you doing, Brian? This here is going to be a redneck circumcision. This guy's... <laughs> By the way, that guy's name's Gucci Berry, I think. So I want to give him credit for his video. If I'm posting your video, Gucci Berry, that you shot a... It's funny because he got shitty with Tom. He's like... Fuck this asshole. He's taking my original content and posting it. And I was like, that is definitely original. It's original. It's content. Man, what passes is fucking amazing on the internet these days. Isn't it supposed to be shared? Isn't it supposed to be... Tom does this weird thing where he grabs it and posts it as if he created it sometimes. Like, he doesn't tag the guy in it. He just, like, grabs it. I don't know how he does it. I, I wish I could do it. Uh, I only done that one time to this Charlie Murphy video. I'll see if I can show you the Charlie. This is one of the coolest things. Um, I think I found the comment. You go, that's not me. It's my stand-in. No, 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 no. Wait, is that on your phone? And then the guy goes, fuck this guy. Wait. Fuck this guy for not giving me That's not the comment I'm talking about. Oh. Is there a comment on there that Tom replied to? He said, my bad. I'll tell you now. I thought it was Bert. No, no, no. Another one? Another one? Let me check. Anyway, Tom's comment to it, I'm spinning all over the place. I just want to show you the funniest thing I saw all weekend. Tom's comment was, this is what he replied to. Hey, man, not a big deal. I'm sorry. Thanks. And I went, 
wait, what was the comment? So then I clicked the comment and the guy's comment was, hey man, I apologize for recognizing you at the airport. I didn't mean to bother you. I know it was a bother, but I'm sorry to piss you off. And Tom was like, I didn't do anything. He was like, I just, the guy recognized him. And then Tom's just so not like gregarious that the guy thought he offended Tom for saying, hey man, I'm a big fan of your work. And so Tom had to go back and apologize. Do you find it? Mm-mm. It's fucking hilarious. So we were talking about that last night backstage, and uh, and uh, and Delia's the same way. He's like, dude, every time I get a compliment, it's followed by a backhanded compliment. So he's like, fucking, I'm just done with it. <laughs> but it was fun hanging out with those guys last night and doing shows with them. Delia's a fucking savage. He really is a murderer on stage. What a I lineup. followed him three times last night. I'm like, enough, bro. Like, Callan was there, too. What a lineup. Callan was there. Yeah. Whitney was there. DeLeo was there. Tom was there. Tripoli was there. Yeah. Ron White was there. Yep. I followed, I f- I followed uh, Ali Wong last night. I'm like, I guess it's a compliment that they go, oh, we can take the strongest comic in the country and have Bert follow them. It's a compliment. But by the way, I'm not the strongest comic in the country. Like, let me go before them. Like, uh, they were, uh, Delia murders so hard. I told him, I said, the reason I started my solo podcast is because of you. Because his, his solo podcast is so funny. He gets an original 10 minutes every time he does it. I don't know if I get an original 10 minutes. I feel like I talk. <clears throat> well, he's also a year in, and you're only... He's, you know, his podcast, his solo podcast is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's so him, too. It's such a thumbprint of a person. Um... So is Tom's and Push's. And I think mine's a thumbprint. It's like a, it's like a wraparound of me. Anyway, uh, what was I just Googling? Oh, I want to show you the... Let's see. Um, this is my favorite. I got Burt Kreischer, Burt Kreischer, Charlie Murphy. This is the only time I grab content off the internet, Okay. I grabbed content off the internet. I edited it and I posted it as, as if it was my content. We were talking about this. This is my favorite. This is not, not, this is not the thing I wanted to show you earlier. This is my, one of my favorite stories for, for many reasons. I love a story that's got, that takes you on a journey and ends great. Charlie Murphy was such a great fucking storyteller. He was such a great storyteller in that he didn't need the big pomp and frill to tell a story. He could just slide it in and it was an amazing story. And you're like, wait, what did I just fucking hear? <clears throat> I found, I, I listened to this on Snoop's, but Snoop's podcast is awesome, by the way. That's what I want. We write Snoop's podcast down. I want to tell my publicists, mm-hmm. if I get a publicist, or I'll just tell Reg, I want to get on Snoop's podcast when my hour comes out. Back in the days when shit was hot, when Eddie had the flat outfits, did you ever like take that nigga out? Oh man, you know what? Man, like, nigga, one, take my shit off. Yes, they had one of the most uh, brutal, night, brutal experiences with outfits. When I first got out the Navy, I came out to LA. My brother was huge, right? So we hanging out. He had different type of, he had you know show business clothing. He was supposed to have it on. He was a showman. Everybody knew who he was. Mm-hmm. So he happened to own a glitter. Busboy jacket. Oh, from the boys are back in town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them yeah. niggas. A glitter busboy jacket. And we was going out to, I think it was uh, Century 21 over there. That area was a club over there. I said, yo, man, you want to wear this jacket tonight? So the jacket was a green glitter busboy jacket. I'm trying to get my stuff. I'm coming out the Navy. All I had was uniforms. Mm-hmm. I put the busboy jacket on and I had my chains and all that. 
And then we went to the club, and I thought I was clean. And we walking through the club, and I hear everybody go, yeah, man, it's Eddie Murphy, man. Oh, yeah, Eddie Murphy, man. It's Eddie Murphy. Who's that behind the nigga? Oh, I said, bro, what that nigga do? I don't know. He looked like he's a magician. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, man, the jacket started burning. When, it, when that guy said that, I wanted to just, it felt like somebody just poured kerosene on that jacket and lit that shit up. Oh, dude, I grabbed that offline and I posted it. I grabbed it offline and I posted it. That was so, that, that story made me laugh so fucking hard because I found it originally. I'm sitting in a hotel room and I just stumbled across it and I was like, oh, shit. God damn, he's fuck. He's so talented. Anyway, this is Segura's page. We might as well hop to Segura. I'm telling worry, I'm going to get to the funniest thing. Should I show the funniest thing right now? Let's wait a little bit. Let's slow roll it. Um, this is Segura's page. Let's talk about Segura real quick. Uh, I'm doing my meet and greet. By the way, I found the movie. I was looking the movie for the trailer I was looking for. Thank you, uh, you guys, for sending that to me. By the way, keep sending me movie trailers on YouTube or on Twitter. I love that. I fucking love that. Wait, did I show you my nude pictures yet? On Instagram? Uh, let's see him. All right. <clears throat> so remind me right after this, Segura and the donut challenge. Okay. Oh yeah. I hadn't finished my story. So I wake up. I have a great night with those guys. I get up in the morning. I talk to Leanne. My manager calls. Oh my God. I love the script. This is fucking awesome. There's not, I've never seen anything like this. It's really, really is a thumbprint in my life. It really is. It's a, it would be a, if it's almost like if you shot a reality show, if you shot a reality show, then scripted it and then had actors do it. It's awesome. So why don't you just do a reality show, Bert? Um, so I get up, I go to take a shit, and I look on Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson is on SNL. I look on Pete Davidson's uh, stories. I'm flipping through stories, and uh, I mean, I, I, I'm sorry that I'm saying this, but he looks cute. He looked really cute. Like, why are you apologizing for that? Yeah, like he looked cute. Like he just, I liked his. He was wearing like a cool. Like Pete is not a fashion guy. Like he always dresses like he's borrowing. His, his buddy's clothes. Like he spent the night and he's got to wear his clothes. And so he just looked like he had a cute outfit on. And he had like a, a sweatshirt with like a vest, like a puffy vest. And his hair was longer and it was like swept over. And I think he got his teeth done. Like he looked cute. So I thought that and I thought my, 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 um, my manlyhood went, oh. And I went, wait, why am I saying, oh? Like what's wrong with me that I can't just think a guy looks cute? And so I posted, um, I hate that I, a thing I hate about social media there's all my stories is that I'm watching Pete Instagram stories and I go God he looks cute today and then I went Ugh. and then I did it again and then I went fuck it he does look cute I'm gonna own it and then I said put up I did a poll yes or no take a look at Pete's Instagram Pete by the way this is a horrible idea take a look at Pete, Pete Davidson's Instagram and tell me if you think he's cute yes or no Initially, it's like 75% thinks he looks cute. And then, of course, all the trolls come in. They're like, and Pete messages me. is like, hey, man, thanks for everyone telling me how ugly I look today. <laughs> and so, and so I'm like, fuck. He's, he's at uh, 48 yes and 52 no right now. It's a coin toss, okay? <laughs> so, and by the way, that's, I, I guarantee you 50% of those people, 100% of the 50% are men. And 48%, 100% of the 48% are women. Um, so... So anyway, we call this firing hot in my house. Now I'm giggling to myself. I walk out and I'm giggling to myself. Leanne comes into a podcast and I'm just giggling to myself. I'm just like, I think it's when my, my thyroid's thumping, but I'm like, I'm in it. I'm laughing. 
I get in the pool naked. I love getting in the pool naked. It's my favorite thing to do. Get in the pool naked and I start writing. I had good sets last night and I'm working on sets. And then I grab my phone and I go, you know what I'm going to do this video. Let's see if I can find my Instagram. I go, I'm going to do this video, okay? And so, by the way, I covered up what was my dick shadow because all I thought was I'd hold the camera and I go... Uh, gratuitous ass shot in three, two, one. Show my ass like I did the other day. Bring it down and go happy Wednesday, ladies. Like something like that, right? I post it. I don't even think anything of it. And then I look at the first comment. It's like, bro, I got a total shadow of your dick. You need to take that down. And I'm, and then someone's like, cock glassing. It's a cigar sign. So this is the video, okay? Gratuitous ass shot in three two one so that is covering up a clear shot of my dick a very ladies i hope you have a fantastic wednesday a clear shot of my dick a clear shot of like it is a silhouette of my dick now one of my favorite things to do is take dick pics and send them to my friends but of my silhouette of my dick like a alfred hitchcock of my dick it's one of my favorite things to do I have never had it happen reverse engineered on me where I accidentally show my dick in the shadow. And by the way, the shadow did not look good. It looked very much like a Tourette gunner from the bottom of like a B-52, like a little tank, like a tank with a So I don't know that I've done that, okay? By the way, I've posted that. I go back underwater, I feel good, and I go, let's do a Facebook Live. Fuck it, I'm gonna do a Facebook Live. I set up the camera, I hit record, I title it Naked in the Pool right thinking oh that'll get some views people will log in to was well, he really naked in the pool <sighs> i start recording sip of coffee i'm talking i'm reading comments i'm replying which i just should have done that the whole fucking time and someone says are you really naked in the pool and i thought what i'd do is i back up just enough so they could see that my stomach and that i'm not wearing a bathing suit like my waist <laughs> i back up full-blown six feet not realizing it is showing feet to head and i start posing i start posing not even fucking i'm just like posing and this is how much of myself oh wait by the way this is this is conservative i had to edit this this is how much of myself i'm showing i'm showing knees to head knees to head a complete picture of my dick with the negative mirroring of the water shows my dick 10 times smaller the water's cold my dick's floating so it's pointing out like a dick is buoyant dicks are are like uh dicks are like first time scuba divers they're super buoyant oh there we go we're right material guys so my dick's out like this you can't even see that there's any all you see is a headshot of my cock and uh and i po- and i i sit there for two minutes flexing and then i come back i'm reading the comments and the comments are like, bro, you just showed us your dick on Facebook. And I'm like, what? And they're like, oh my God. And then another guy goes, I'm glass and cocks, man. I'm glass and cocks. And I'm like, what? And then I go, oh my God, did I just show my dick? And by the way, half the people are like, when are you coming to Tennessee? When are you coming to Chattanooga? Do you have any Tallahassee dates planned? I just sat there and posed nude. And they're like, when are you coming to Tallahassee? And then someone's like, yes, you definitely showed a picture of your dick. And I realize, oh my God, I need to get out of this right now. Or it is, I'm getting screen grabbed. And so I go, fuck you guys, goodbye. I hit finish. I hit do not save. And I just, and it deletes and deletes. I then go to my Instagram 
and I look at the video that I posted of the dick shadow and I see my dick in the shadow. I'm like, oh my God, I just leaked two nudes of myself. I then go through and everyone's like, can see your dick. I see your jewels, bro. And so I delete that one and then I start panicking. I, I don't know why, but I start panicking. I start panicking because someone's like, holy sh-. The one comment I read were, uh, Tom and Ari are going to have a field day with this one. And then I go to Twitter and there's an, a real picture of me with my dick. Like this guy grabbed it and posted it of me with my dick. Like not, didn't blur it, just posted it. And it does not look big. And there's nothing you can do about it. And there's it. nothing I can do about that. And then I thought, first of all, my dick's been all over line. There was a video I did a long time ago of me working out uh, in the backyard. This is when we had grass. I'm working out with backyard and Leanne's. Uh, videotaping me and I put the weight down and I start walking away and when I pass by she gets a shot of my ass it turns out I'm working out nude and then I walk inside and she goes watch your wiener in the reflection and my dick is shown in the reflection and this dude screen grabbed it and posted it there are so many pic and then I started going oh wait I can't get away from pictures of my dad. There's tons of pictures of my dick. I'm, I've been naked a lot. Like, this is before Me Too, back when getting naked in front of someone wasn't totally sexual assault. Like, when you just do it for fun and just traumatize them. But, uh, so so those were my two, my two videos that I posted today. Uh, let's get out of here. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Super Troopers. Super Troopers, let's cut that out. So, this is the fucking swimmer that Joe was with Super Troopers. Let's take a look at this real quick. Super Troopers. Where is it? Super Troopers demolishes expectations. Demolishes expect. By the way, I take full credit for their for their performance in the box office. My podcast, my my podcast solely is the reason Super Troopers is such a big hit. Because of my interviewing skills, the way I dug into Steve and Kevin, I just dug into the the id of what it's like to be a filmmaker, and I shared it with my fans. And because of that, that vulnerability I exposed. That I, by the way, there I'm doing a joke per, version of myself. <laughs> by the way, there is a part of me that really believes this. Like I'm not, I'm not even, I'm joking right now. But there is a part of me, a the. A little part of me that's like, bro, you did it. Like, I I wish I didn't have that. I wish I'm honest about it. I think a lot of people have it and are not honest about it. I will say, uh, it is one of my, it is one of my flaws, but it's one of my 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 strengths as well. Is that I acknowledge it, but it's real. You're like, we did it after all that hard work with a GoFundMe. You know, Tom and I are, Tom and I are now thinking about doing an Indiegogo oh. and making a movie. Because I told him, I said, I wrote a script with Leanne. All we got to do is rent a hotel room, dude. Me and you, go to Palm Springs, go to the desert, rent a fucking hotel room, and just write a script. Just fucking write a script. And then Leanne's like, what you guys should do is just rent a hotel room here. You don't need to sleep there. And then go home, and then come back to the hotel room the next morning, and just get a hotel room and just hunker down. Do not leave. Do not answer phones. And just write it. And Tom was like, I'd do it. Delia was sitting there listening. He's like, that's actually not a bad idea. And you know we could get Delia in it. We could get Joey in it. We could get Ari in it. We could get all our fucking friends in it. Raise $5 million. Get one of those hedge fund guys that they were talking about that helps you raise money. Mm-hmm. That the super troopers. Me and Tom just got to write the script. That'd be awesome. It'd be great, man. You could get so many of our famous friends in there that like I said famous. I don't mean, you know, I don't mean like fam- But you know what I'm talking about. All my all our friends that are really talented. That's what I meant. Get a fucking cameo by Ron White. Get a cameo. Like you get cameos from a lot of great talent 
and great scenes. Like the, the scene, I hope you guys enjoyed the Danny DeVito scene. Anyway, shout out to Super Trooper, Steve and Kevin. I'm so happy for you guys. I think that's really fucking awesome. And I'm really happy for me because I did it. I'm happy for you too, man. Congrats on Super Troopers too. Um, let's talk about the guy Rogan had on his podcast. Well, you told me to have Segura next. Okay, Segura. Let's talk about this fucking fat fuck. So I am doing my meet and greet in Utah last week. And uh, people are coming up to me and they're like, hey, you're going to do the donut challenge? And I was like, what? And they're like, donuts, man. Tommy's challenged you to donuts. I was like, what are you talking about? And they're like, are you, oh, you don't know? You don't know? Am I the one that told you about it? Oh, shit. Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> and then I start looking at all my comments and it's like, I got you, Bert. You got, you got this one. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then I go home and I listen to this uh, fake news podcast. Have you heard it? Called Your Mom's House where basically Tom and Christina um, Segura, Tom and Christina Segura, or it's Master P and Tom Segura. Master P and Tom. I, I keep tagging Christina as Master, Master P. P. <laughs> uh, na, 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 na. So uh, they, they have a version of how they represent me. Okay? And by the way, they say I'm an exaggerator. Oh, I speak in hyperbole if that's what you mean. But exaggerator is like the time they went on their podcast and said I had 39 drinks in a day. By the way, I'd be dead. I would be dead if I had 39 drinks in a day. Exaggerator? Oh, at two. I don't remember how that rest of that go. At two, Brute? No, at two. Et parlez-vous français. So I go on, I watch your podcast. Here's what I hear. I'm wondering that one. Right. Yeah. So here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing. But here's, wait. Yeah. I think the chocolate donut holes are usually, I feel like those are cake, like we're talking about. So this is an organic conversation they're having about, they always offer their guests donut holes when they come over. <laughs> and none of their guests ever want donut holes because no one's eating fucking donuts these days. And so and that, that the that the let's see if fashions. I can okay okay so anyway what's your favorite let's start there like it might be just let's see you could do more than a few of those like that's what you want to eat multiples of let's see I'm if saying. I can find I think so I mean I, I you know I'm yeah versus the donut hole. Yeah. Now, this is, a lot of people will be like, oh, a lot of people go, I think yeah. the sugar the content a, on it is the beauty of a podcast is they spend 10 minutes talking about donut holes, a, a subject that maybe should take less than 10 minutes. They spend 10 minutes talking about donut holes. A hole is it's <clears throat> a lot because I can only eat like two or three of those before I start to feel kind of Tom saying he could eat 60 donut holes. One more time. It's going to come one more time. Yeah. 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 Yes. Let's see. That's a good part about it, too. Yeah. Especially Mr. Exaggerator. Yes. So let's see. I think you're Mr. Exaggerator. That's how he refers to me. I've done more in my fucking life. I drank goat's blood with a Maasai chief. I jumped out of an airplane with Rachel Ray. I was a wildlife photographer for great white sharks out of the cage. I was a bullfighter. I watched an elephant. I tamed lions. I fought a bear. Mr. Exaggerator. I rode motorcycles high through rice paddies in Vietnam. I spent the night in the world's biggest cave. I went spelunking in New Zealand. Down. Ten leagues. Mr. Exaggerator. All the adventures I've had in my life. And Mr. Exaggerator is what I get called. I speak in hyperbole. 
really sick quickly on those holes because the sugar on those. Ah, oh, shit. He's not answering his fucking phone. We'll, we'll, we'll set it up. Okay. I yeah. think the sugar. I love that they just automatically lob me in. We'll set it up. By the way, yeah, game on. I fucking take any challenge. And it's so interesting because I take challenges that are uh, physical feats. I'm an elite athlete. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows I'm an elite athlete. I don't even need to say it. Elite athlete, Bert Kreischer. That's how a lot of people refer to me when they bring me up on stage. Ladies and gentlemen, elite athlete, Bert Kreischer. Ran a marathon, no training. Five and five and a half hours, roughly. Who gives or take three minutes and 33 seconds? But five and a half hours, no training. Party the night before, showed up the next day, fucking killed it. Killed it, no training. Five hours. Jogged for 20 miles. That's when I hit the wall. But jogged for 20 miles. I'm doing the uh, Spartan race this Saturday. Why? Because fuck it. Why not, right? I get emails about half marathons. That's how... I'm looking at my, my blanket from the marathon that's sitting over there casually. That's How many bar- marathon blankets do you have, Tommy? <clears throat> I get emails about half marathons on the reg. That's my, my, my I'm filled. I have, right now I'm looking, I got 48,000 emails in my inbox all about marathon stuff because that's what they seek me out. Donut eating contest, by the way, we were at Voodoo Donuts yesterday at universal it is really hard to stop eating donuts i grew up on voodoo donuts man i'm from oregon that's where they started oh my god i i got a maple sugar donut bar Mm. the brown one maple sugar did it have bacon on it no i didn't have the i still have the bacon one is sitting in there and and what sucks is that donuts start melting if you don't keep them they start like my mouth's watering right now. <laughs> I love donuts so much. If I have a weakness, if I have, let's go through my weaknesses, okay? Like if I was a superhero, I mean, everyone knows my superpower would be to make people laugh. My second superpower would probably be amazing people with my physical abilities. Just like, like, almost like <clears throat> my superpower would be not like I can fly or I'm faster than a speeding bullet, but like I can just, I'm like a surprisingly fit. That's it. I just, my superpowers would be I'm surprisingly fit for my size. (laughs) I'm going to pass out. I'm going to pass out. Hold on. I'm going to pass out. But donuts are a thing that if you have too many, you do get sick though. I mean, it's, it's. I wonder why when I cough, I pass out sometimes. Anyway. If I was a if I was a superhero, my I'm, this here we go. This is the only joke I'm writing today. If I was a superhero, my superpower would be just being surprisingly fit for my size. People would be like, "Man, I didn't expect you to run that mile that fast." Holy shit, you finished a marathon? I didn't know you could swim a mile in open water. Get out! You swam a mile in like not like did you how fast you swam? Like whoa, that was pretty amazing. Man, you've got a good golf swing. Like that that would be my superpower. People <laughs> just go, "Oh damn, dude." So yeah, I'll do, I talked to Tom, he's like, I want to do it, let's do it. So we're talking last night about how to do the contest. I think there's a number of ways to do the contest. I think number one would be, uh, I think, uh, one donut a minute, and then have people compete with us at home, and li- and videotape it. Oh, that'd be so hard. Everyone, we do it live podcast, on his, on his probably, and we have, we have to get like 100 and, 180 donuts. We have 120 donuts, so we both think we could do 60, and just a donut a minute, and then we'll just keep talking, and then 
ding, and just every minute a bell goes off and we eat a donut. We'll just talk about whatever we want to talk about and then <clears throat> just keep going. And then he was like, what about a donut every 30 seconds? And I was like, I think it's going to take 30 seconds to eat a donut. And he's like, what about as many donuts you could do in 12 minutes? I said, I, I don't know if that, <clears throat> I don't know if that pacing, I don't know how that would work. So we're working it out. There is going to be a donut eating contest. Uh, we're going to try to make it inclusive. I talked to the guys. I think I talked to Ari and I talked to Ari about it. I th- uh, actually, I don't even know if I talked to anyone. I talked to Tom about it. But I think we're going to do Sober October again this year. Um, although, I got to be honest with you, that Sober October helped and hurt me. I now take bigger stretches not drinking, which I never really did before. But I take like a couple weeks where I don't drink, which just wasn't how I operated. And But it is funny. When I start drinking again, I really go hard as fuck like I did when we went on the Impractical Jokers cruise. Uh me, Sal, Nate Bargazzi, and uh, and Kyle Kinane are at the Chicago Theater, June 20... Do you know what date that is? I'll pull it up. I want to talk about Jordan Peterson and Nick DiPaolo. Chicago Theater. Chicago, Chicago Theater, June 22nd. Uh, that is going to sell out. It's a big theater. It's going to be a fucking blast. It's the four of us. If you want tour date, Zanies, the 3rd, 4th, and 5th of May. Stand Up Live. Huntsville on the 6th, Tempe Improv, the 10th, 11th, and 12th, Funny Bone, Liberty Township the next weekend. Then me and the girls are going to Mammoth. Fuck yeah. Carnival. Wow. I'm partying hard as fuck for three weeks. And then I'm in the Stardome in Atlanta. Oh, I love that. Man, I love partying. I love partying. That would be my, that would be my, uh, I think I already have my superpower. You can party. Oh my God. I already attain, I already have my superpower. I am surprisingly fit for a person my size who parties. Um, so yeah donut contest around the corner Tom and I are going to write a script get on Tom tell him tell, send us ideas send a tag both of us about no oh, don't do that because then we might have to fucking pay you don't you know what we're not going to be looking at any of your fucking ideas that was a really bad idea alright let's get out of that um, this is the guy this is the elite swimmer that Joe had on I'm just going to play a second of this I don't just go watch Joe's podcast I'm just pointing it out because I found it interesting this is what the stuff I googled over the weekend or this was actually last night this came up this is fucking guys amazing if you think about the importance of aerodynamics in most of the things that we think about you know, whether it be archery or race car driving Hang on. like okay that's the proof of concept now you just got to figure out how to make it 20-25 miles and uh, so I just, you know. All right, we'll just stop that. I'll just tell you what it is. I don't know where the audio is. This guy swam from Maui to Lanai and back. That's like, I want to say it's like fucking 50 miles. He does open miles, open water swims for like 25 miles. And he's talking about people getting attacked by sharks. And he's talking about this. Joe's podcast is so fucking good. Just go listen to Joe's podcast with this guy, Peter Atia. It's it's such a good podcast I'm telling you and the guy's a doctor so you know it's like the sweet spot of everything you got the elite athlete the Joe you know is into like the ultra marathoners but this is swimming and then he's a doctor and he talks about fitness and diet this is a great fucking podcast man <clears throat> um, I won't play anymore just go list, go watch Joe's podcast with this guy it's really fucking phenomenal Nick DiPaolo got fired yesterday this sucks dick this sucks dick in so many levels. First of all, Nick DiPaolo is, if anything, one of the most socially biting comics out there. He tackles every subject. He said, one of my favorite Nick DiPaolo jokes is, uh, 
A lot of people say they never said the N-word, huh? You never said the N-word? Oh, apparently you never lost uh, a fucking nickel on an NBA playoff game. Like, it's just the way he talks. Is, oh, by the way, I fucked that joke up. Sorry. But he's just such a great comic, and he tweeted this. Let me, I'll, let me, I'll see if I can pull up the article. Wake up with top stories? Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. How do I get out of this close? Boston comic Nick DePaulo fired by SiriusXM for tweeting to future school shooters. By the way, he is a comedian, okay? This is a joke. I mean, I guess we're in such a fucked up place with freedom of speech. And by the way, I will say that I'm starting to get scared. Not for me, because I don't really say too much, but who knows what you say these days? I mean, I'm not like a... I'm not really such a great critic, but there was, I I told a joke last night about buying a gun and someone was like, that's a fucking scary joke to tell these days. And I was like, what? Like, it's not that it's, I guess it's just aligning yourself with anyone, but Nick DiPaolo is a comedian. He said worse. He wrote, he, he said in the tweet I saw was, uh, he wanted to apologize that he'd been fired from SiriusXM for a poorly worded tweet. Hey guys, it's true SiriusXM fired me for a poorly worded tweet that warranted a suspension at best. In my opinion, it's a total overreaction in their part, but these are the times we live in. Don't worry, I will resurface soon. Thanks for all your support. It's fucking ridiculous, man. And it's like, what the problem is, SiriusXM used to be fun as fuck. And then you look at it and you're like, you can't even like... Like you can't, and by, and by the way, I, I mean, I don't know, but like, then you think if they're castrating Nick like that, he didn't even say anything on Sirius XM. He didn't say it on Sirius XM. He, he wrote, this is what he wrote. This was his tweet. And by the way, I'm not putting this out there to try to capitalize on what, on his hardship. I'm not trying to go like, Hey man, if you want to hear about the Nick DePaul shit, hear my take on it. That's not what I'm doing. I'm just standing up for a guy that I think is amazingly talented and I do not think should have been fired. I have, and he's a great radio guy. He is a, he's like a legit radio guy. Like he knows how to do radio. You could hire me on Sirius XM and I would give you a bastardized ver- version of my podcast. <clears throat> this was his tweet last Friday. Dear future school shooters, please confine your college, please confine yourself to college campuses, specifically faculty lounges at Berkeley, Fresno State, etc. It's a joke. It's a yeah. joke. Okay. It's, I mean, I hate to break this down, but let's break down the joke. Dear future school shooters. Okay. It's talking to them with that respect. It's, it's asinine. Yeah. Dear, as assuming that they're out there going, oh, this one's for me. Okay, guys, got it. As if all of us read it, we're like, oh, that's not me. That's, this is a serious tweet. I, I, this isn't uh, addressed to me. It's just addressed to the future school shooters. And there are guys out there going, you know, I've actually thought about shooting up a school, but I haven't really like... Maybe this is me. You know what? I'm going to read on. I'm going to read on. Good I call. I just don't know where to go. Or yeah, what's... like I, I am a future school shooter, but I'm not like I don't. I kind of graduated grade school and middle school. Fucking ridiculous. I'm not good at planning. Please confine yourself to college campuses. And then they were like, okay, he is Nick DiPaolo. That's That does make sense. You know, it's at Nick's requests. I'm going to confine myself there. Specifically, faculty lounges at Berkeley and Fresno State. And the guy's like, oh, now you lost me. I got to get a fucking plane ticket. Oh, no, I'm not even going to be a school shooter, Nick. Real cool. Etc. What's etc. mean? It's a fucking joke. No, it's... I didn't laugh hysterically when I read it, but I, I was... I, it's, I very seldomly laugh hysterically at tweets I read. So, like... But I, I definitely read it and I realized it was a joke. I realized he wasn't being serious. 
I understand you can't talk that people say you can't talk about certain things, but I think that's asinine. You're allowed to talk about whatever you want to talk about. <clears throat> when we thought we were going to have to put Priscilla down because of all the knee surgeries, I was on the treadmill and I was watching Greg Giraldo and Greg Giraldo made an, what I, I don't remember the, the joke, but it was what you could arguably say was an offensive joke. It was on the DVD. It was on the TV. And, uh, and it was not offensive to me, and I laughed. And I was really upset thinking about what are we going to do about Priscilla. I love this dog, and I don't want to put her down. I don't want to get another puppy. I, I can't go through this again. I want a bull mastiff, but I don't know. I'm going through all this in my head. And he tells a, a – a, it was, it was a, from one of the, it was from one of the, um, one of the roasts. Oh, okay. And it was yeah. obviously it was a very offensive roast. It was very offensive. It was something about uh, Flavor Flav looking like a skeleton wrapped in duct tape or skeleton wrapped in electrical tape. That's an offensive joke. But it made me laugh. And it got me out of my shit for a second. So don't ever take away the right for a comic that you just don't like to make you laugh. Now, I guess an employer has a, has a right to say we have brands, we have whatchamacallits. And then Ari and I were texting back and we were like, what if, what if the artists decided to boycott brands that didn't allow the freedom of speech? What if you flipped it on them? What if you, I think actually, I want to say Joe actually came up with like Ari, Joe and I and Tom and I were texting and we're like, what if the artist decided, I don't fuck with people who don't allow 100% freedom of speech because there's a lot of things I don't agree with. And that's where we get to this. Okay. This is, this is why I'm getting you there. This is the most brilliantly worded thing I've ever heard. Okay. The most brilliant. And I know you've seen this. I'm certain you've seen this. But Jordan Peterson, who I don't know, I don't agree with everything he says. I don't know if I do. I don't, I just don't know. Okay. I know that a lot of people take him as an alt-right guy. I'm not a big alt-right guy. I'm, I'm a, I am more liberal. I'm not, I don't think I'm progressive, but I'm just liberal, you know, but I don't also don't know what the fuck I am these days. Jordan Peterson said this, and I think this, I'm going to put this in the big screen because I think this is the most important statement I've heard. Once again, I'm not co-signing to all of Jordan Peterson's thoughts. I'm just telling you this right here, and I saw it on real time, but this is the original. Let's go to full screen. No. Way to go, Bert. This is why I'm not a radio guy. Here we go. Cited freedom of speech in that. Why should your right to freedom of speech trump a trans person's right not to be offended? Because... In order to be able to think, you have to risk being offensive. I mean, look at the conversation we're having right now. You know, like you're certainly willing to risk offending me in the pursuit of truth. Why should you have the right to do that? It's been rather uncomfortable. Well, I'm, I'm very glad I put you on the spot. <laughs> well, I'm very glad that I've well, you get my point. Speech. You get my point. It's like you're, you're doing what you should do, which is digging a bit to see what the hell's going on. So and that is what you should do. But you're exercising think- your freedom of speech to certainly risk offending me. And that's fine. I think more power to you as far as I'm concerned. So you haven't sat there and... I'm just trying, I'm just trying to work that out. I mean... Oh, shit. Uh, gotcha. You have? Yeah, yeah, you did get gotcha, it. Gotcha. Gotcha, because you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, lady. I thought this, I swear to God, when I saw this, I thought this was one of those fake wrestling putovers. I thought, and by the way, not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. To go in and hire an actor to play a person that's antagonizing you and you're defending yourself, but it's all scripted. Not a bad idea. That's what I thought it was. She is such a dim-witted person who simply is taking an angle. I watched the whole fucking interview. 
And Jordan Peterson says a lot of brilliant things. But most importantly, and I don't agree with everything Jordan Peterson thinks or says, this woman's approach to attacking him simply made him look like a god. He was so much, he is, he is, and like I said, I don't agree with everything he says. He is so much smarter than this woman. And that's what's wrong. I offended some people yesterday. Five black women got kicked off. Got uh, The cops called them at a golf course. Did you hear about this? Mm-mm. Five black women were playing golf together. That's a fivesome. By the way, automatically, that's uh, uh, as a golfer, I go, well, who lets a fucking fivesome play? It does happen. But part of me is like, that's not the etiquette. It's foursomes. That's three golf carts out there instead of two. That's three. That's, and if they're not playing ready golf, it's going to be slow as shit. Ready golf means... Just when you get to your ball, hit it. Don't the, the person that isn't the furthest from the pin, you don't have to wait for that person. As soon as you get to your ball, hit it. Now, on the green's different. You wait till everyone's up on the green, but you don't, it's not like you're on the green and you're fucking waiting. Furthest away goes. You just, if you're ready, you play. That's how, that's called ready golf. Fivesome is aggressive. You, you just don't, I mean, it's happened. I've seen it. I've never been a part of a fivesome because my dad would never allow it. My dad played a round of golf in under two hours. My dad could go through 18 holes in like an hour and change. My dad played such ready golf, it would make, give you anxiety. <clears throat> and my dad was a stickler for the etiquette of the course. My dad is, is a rule follower. So if there was, if it was me, my dad, and like Mike Bartoletta playing golf, and there was a, 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 guy, a guy and his wife behind us, it's two people, my dad would let him play through, always. If you're less than me, play through. And so I, I tweeted, the starter of this course should be fired for sending out a five, a party, a, a, a party of five women. And someone goes, oh, so much fun to be misogynistic these days. Fuck off this black guy. And, and I, he, I, I know he wanted me to say something racial about it. I have no racial undertones to this tweet. There's nothing. I think it's horrible that five black women get the cops called on them because they're black, if that is in fact the case. I don't know that that's the case, but if that's the case, then yeah, I think that's absolutely reprehensible. But I will tell you that facts, we're talking facts right now. Uh, Five women playing golf is going to be pretty slow. It's going to be slower than any two guys playing golf or any four guys playing golf. Probably women simply don't have the distance when they hit the ball that men do. Men are larger creatures and sometimes they hit the ball further. Not all men, not all women. I'm just saying probably statistically five women are going to play pretty fucking slow. These women are part of a golf group in Pennsylvania. They all play golf all together. It's like the sisterhood or whatever. So I'm not, I don't think, I think these women know what the fuck they're doing on the course. I think they're great golfers probably, but statistically me and my dad would probably be faster golfers than them. I can't imagine that they, knowing the thing, didn't let people play through. I can't imagine a course would ever. All I said is they should fire the starter for sending five women out. Now, they, these women also have the right, if there is five of them, to not play three and two. And that is the caveat I will say is that I said sometimes five some is acceptable. It is. Why am I covering golf rules like I know anything about golf? I play my whole life. But... I can't imagine a situation they had to call them because call the cops because they're black. I can't imagine a situation where you call the fucking cops because unless they're not letting people play through, that's the only reason no one can play through. And no one can play through, then yeah, I'd get upset. But in that case, I just hit into them or I go around them. My dad and I have done that when people played slow and they and they aren't following the etiquette. We just skip the hole, skip the hole, and then keep playing and then finish your eighteen and come back and play that hole. That's what we've done. 
Never once have we called the fucking cops. But I, I just tweet very innocently, the starter should be fired for sending out a group of five women. I think that's a, maybe that is misogynistic. Who gives a fuck? I'm so fucking tired of fucking... The point Gina, Jordan Peterson is saying is, and the point I had is that if, you can't, if you're not allowing people to put out thoughts anymore... If you're saying your thoughts are offensive, you're not allowed to have them, then that's fucking ridiculous because I have offensive thoughts. I have offensive thoughts a lot and I'm a comedian and I have the right to share them. People are also have the right to be offended. But if you stop me simply from speaking, which they did to Nick in essence, is he just had a thought. It was a goofy thought that he wanted to share. This is, by the way, not my strong suit is talking about fucking politics because I get passionate and, and then you see the part of me where you're like, bro, you're not really that intelligent. Like, I understand that you're passionate, but passion doesn't override intelligence sometimes. Yeah, but it could easily have just happened to you, you know? I mean, you don't have any bosses, luckily, so you're not going to get fired for tweets or anything like that. But, you know, you could easily be part of a network or something that, that does that to you. So it's probably really annoying. Let's just get to the base of it. <clears throat> I'm upset for the, at the golf course, first and foremost. I'm upset at the starter. I'm upset at the golf course. No one should ever call the cops ever on anyone playing golf. Well, you should. I, there's been times I should have been called the cops. Never say never, Bert. Just stop talking in fucking absolutes. Um, I'm upset with this woman for making Jordan Peterson look like a goddamn god to me because I don't know everything. Now I've, I had bought Jordan Peterson's book. So I'm like, I'm fucking promoting the guy. I might as well read what he has to say. He does have some really good points on everything, on, like almost on everything. I don't agree with it all, but he's not a fucking, not a dumb guy. He's smarter than I am easily i would never get into a debate with jordan peterson actually that would be fun me drunk jordan peterson sober and me trying to debate him um oh we're getting close to paulo i hope i'll say this out loud i hope nick to starts his own podcast i hope he enjoys it he will enjoy the freedom much more um when he when he does it himself and and he doesn't have to answer to anybody i can't imagine what Nick and Sam, what Jim and Sam and, and Jay and Dan go through biting their tongue, knowing what corporate underline is, like Nikki Glazer. What, why? Uh, Nikki Glazer probably can say whatever the fuck she wants because she's politically aligned with people. I mean, meaning, meaning she just isn't Nick. Nick is, I wouldn't say he's, he's definitely not alt right, but he's conservative. Nikki is very progressive. Everything about her is, you know, progress first but nikki gets shit nikki gets shit because she was doing mock smiles of may, may, megan marples whatever that megan marple megan marple jenna marbles jenna marbles no jenna youtuber no the girl oh. that married prince harry jenna marcles oh i don't know jenna markle jenna Mar marbles marble Mar marla marples marla marples is marrying prince harry she's got a, i guess nikki is interested in her smile, so Nikki does pictures of her smile. I don't really... Meghan Markle. Meghan Markle. That's what I said, Meghan Markle. All right, let's run through entertainment news real quick. They did catch the Golden State Killer. Who? You didn't hear about this? No. Oh, you were naked in the pool flexing. What do you mean? People. Um, I just go on any news website right now. I don't see it. By the way, uh, Whitney Cummings was talking Cummings. Uh, now Dan Cummings and Whitney Cummings. Uh, oh, whoa! What did fucking Meek Mill Meek Mill have for his first post-prison meal? Oh, this is the kind of news I like hearing, man. Meek Mill 
enjoyed his first post-prison meal at the Philadelphia 76ers Game 5 win over the Miami Heat, and it was a full VIP experience. Uh, interesting choice. Especially since sources pres- present tell us there were lots of options. What did he get? Meek Mill ordered fish. That's an odd choice considering, sources say, there were choices like aged beef, Peking duck, and of course lo mein. Sounds like Meek wanted some tuna, cod, or bass. Hmm. I don't know anything about Meek Mill. I don't even know why he's in prison. I think, I think there's some drug charges and think, gun, I, gun charges. I, I, I think, and by the way, I hope this doesn't look like I'm trying to virtue signal which I'm, I never, I, I really try not to do. <clears throat> I've been in, jur- in jury duty twice, uh, and I've, I've seen who comes out of those jurors, juries. I've seen who sits on juries. It's predominantly, I will say this, predominantly, predominantly um, Mexican, Asian, and white people. Not a lot of black people sitting on juries, oddly enough. I, and I'm, I don't know if there's a lot of Asians. I can't remember. But like, it's, it's not as diverse as you'd want it to be. I don't see a lot of African people, African Americans on juries, sitting in juries. That's just my experience in LA. But everyone going up as a defendant is a fucking young black dude. And this system is so, the system's set up to be confusing. It doesn't, nothing makes sense. You, they say something's good for you because it expedites their work. And so they don't care if you spend two years in jail I mean, maybe they do. I can't say that. I'm sure there's a lot of def- public defenders who do care about their clients, but it just is like, it's a work day. They're just trying to get through the fucking day. And sometimes they think about their clients less than they think about their needs. That's not, that's human nature. And so I don't know. I'm, I, let's pretend I, let's pretend I know everything about Meek Mill and I'll tell you what I think probably happened. I think he probably got in real trouble. Like he really broke the law one time, like, uh, something like, uh, had a gun in his car. Which, by the way, I'm, I'm guilty of. I've had a gun in my car now that I'm a gun owner. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, had, um, like, I'm, I'm thinking it could only be like a gun charge. What was it? What was Meek Mill? Let's look it up. Everyone's like, Bert, tell us about Meek Mill. How much time have we done? Uh, 54. Oh, shit. We got to finish this up. Meek Mill. Here we go. Wikipedia. Let's find out what he was charged with. Music career. Legal issues. He was arrested for possessing a firearm and, an ass- and assaulting a police officer when he was 18 years old and was put on probation. Since then, he's... Okay, he was possessing a firearm and assaulting a, a police officer. By the way, nah, I'm not very cool with that. Just not that that's... I don't need to say that, but like... I'm not cool with assaulting police officers. In 2008, he was convicted of a drug of drug dealing and gun possession and was sentenced to 11 to 23 months in prison. He was released during the early portion of 2009 under a five-year parole agreement. That's a long parole That's agreement. A really long time, yeah. In 12, 2012, he was found to have violated his probation and had his and the judge revoked his travel permit. Now he can't make money. Mm. That's kind of fucked up. So he can only live in Philly. In May, he was found to have violated probation again and was ordered to take etiquette classes. The violation was a failure to report travel plans as required in social media postings that resulted in death threats to a judge. 
Okay. He posted death threats to a judge on social media. You know, well, I've been there. I mean, another bad idea, though. Okay. Meek Mill probably could have a life coach that could help him through some of these decisions. Um, he simply didn't. He, but he, now he's given, he's given a lot of chances. He's got etiquette classes. And, he's, <laughs> and he just had to report his travel plans. So he could travel, he just had to report them with the court. In requiring the classes and stressing the requirement to report travel, the judge noted, you need to try to get this right next time. In 2003, the court noted that Mill continually failed to report his travel plans, and the judge established in August a deadline for classes, noting that Mill has a lot of issues and that classes would provide him with a big picture perspective of his personal and professional actions. This judge, this judge sounds like a pretty lenient good judge. The judge stated that classes were more important than any concert he might have. That, I don't know, I mean... False, false, false. <laughs> well, in Meek's opinion, but I gotta be honest with you, I could have, like, so if a judge, if I start fucking up, right, mm-hmm. and the judge is like, you need to go to rehab, a lot of fans would be like, no, he doesn't. He's fine, he's doing, he's doing good work. But maybe I do need rehab. Like, maybe if a judge sees it from that perspective, of the requirements to provide travel plans to his probation officer, Mill complained, you're just gonna miss money all day. The ADD, the ADA, assistant district, district, district attorney, explained that it was a consequence of being on probation. On 2011, Mill had his probation revoked and was sentenced to three to six months in jail. He was released from prison on December 2nd, 2014. He was found guilty on a parole violation December 17th, 15 days later. He was, oh no, I'm sorry, a year and 15 days later. I was like, 15 days later? The judge, hearing the case, refused to give him another chance and ordered him not to work or perform before the sentencing on February in like three months. He was sentenced to 90 days house arrest February. The sentence became effective March 1st, during which he was not allowed to work and was required to do daily community service with groups of servicing, groups, groups serving adults. Additionally, he was also sentenced to more years probation. Now he's like on probation for six more years. From something that happened in 2008? Oh, oh yeah. Jeez. On 2017, he was arrested at St. Louis, Missouri Airport for for assaulting two pedestrians. Shortly after his arrest and court appearance, he was given a court summons. On November 6th, he was sentenced to two to four years in state prison for violating his parole. Wow. Just be a little more careful if you're on... I mean, like, I just... I hate to say this, but... I mean... I know Kevin Hart stood up for Meek Mill, but I think he knows Meek. He's probably a really great guy. By the way, these are all things that could happen to any of us, kind of. Like, I mean, but like, you just get caught doing one thing and then you get put on probation. And probation's tough, man. I've never been on it, but if you can't do drugs, can't drink, already I'm like having a hard time with it. If you can't travel, you can't make money, you got to report travel plans. You know, people think that just because he's a famous rapper, he's got like a fucking team around him. He probably doesn't. He's probably spending all his money on legal fees. Anyway, he's out and he had fish. And I listened for a Meek Mill song, and I couldn't find anything I really liked. I was like, it was good. There was one like, let's see what Meek Mill's. We're going to wrap this up, everybody. Let's see what a good Meek Mill song is. Videos. I just got to go to YouTube. 
Why don't I just go to YouTube first, Bert? You fucking idiot. Um, we're almost done, guys. Don't worry. I hope this wasn't too much of a preachy podcast where I fucking feel like I'm ranting on. By the way, I have Googled nothing but Scott Adams on the cognitive dissonance of Kathy. I guess that woman's name is Kathy. Um, let's see. Meek Mill. Let's hope his songs come up first and not his. No, his songs are the last thing you'll see. Meek Mill versus Kevin Hart backstage. Ooh, let's see this. Let's see. Here we go. House of Blues, Los Angeles, California. Meek Mill versus Kevin Hart. You've been missing a lot of fucking letters, bro. <laughs> like, dude, like, who's sick? Nobody spell checking this shit? None of y'all, like, what's up? What's some real shit right I, I, now? I'll write team. my shit. No, no, let's, have, English, let's have a team conversation right now. <laughs> None of y'all niggas are proofreading this shit after you put it out? Nobody, nobody. He must be talking about when he threatened the judge on Instagram. No, no, you don't. <laughs> Is this nigga checking? Shot came at me one time, did you? I don't think so. I read some I'm shit. You, you wrote some shit. You was like, niggas be, be like, and I be like, yeah. Nigga. I write my shit like a rap, though, because nine times out of no, ten, no, but that's it's the a thing, rap though, when you When you rap it, it's different from when you write it. Because, okay, here's the thing. Like, the way you writing it. But hold up, though. No, no, wait. Let me finish. I'm trying to say this cool. Ugly as shit. The way you writing it. Niggas, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's borderline. Okay, sometimes it's borderline or retarded, nigga. Like, <laughs> you don't want that. You don't want that. Kevin Hart can get a lot of trouble for that. Saying the R word. Oof, this must. I hope this was in 1987. Fuck. I love Kevin Hart. I love Kevin Hart. Edit that out, everybody. No one report him. I like Kevin Hart. Nah. Mick, you're going to get hit hard. Listen, if you get this, you're going to get hit hard. You're not in no condition. You're not in no condition. You're not in no condition to do this. Don't do this. He got two rolled up backwards on his leg. Them jaws tight as shit. Remember you're doing shit. Hey, Fat Reese, come here, Reese. First of all, don't call a nigga named Fat Reese. My man, Reese. Hey, Reese, come here, Reese. First thing first. Reese, come here, Reese. Don't call a nigga named Fat Reese to come back you up right now. You got a performance. Now, if you want me to fuck you up before your performance, it's going to get better. Come on, Reese. Okay, I like what's happening. This is a really great video. I can't believe I just found this right now. Meek Mill's trying to roast Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart is a professional comedian, and he is funny as fuck. And this shit, I've seen him do a lot of. I saw him do it to Shaq. I saw him do it to uh, to LeBron James, where they're just sitting backstage, and he destroys them. What you want, Fat Reese? This is Fat Reese? <laughs> wait, so this, wait, this nigga that you called is your banker. <laughs> I tell you what, look, look, here's what I do, man, for y'all. Cause right now y'all niggas got a show. I give you, I give you guys a graceful bow wow. Okay? If you if you wanna go here, I'm telling you now, I'm gonna fuck you up, man. <laughs> Listen, cause I know this is what y'all do, and I know y'all go, oh, he the comedian, but I'm funny, nigga. I'ma come at the nigga. It's not gonna go the way you think it's gonna go. Oh, I love it. Fuck you up back here. What you think? Yeah, no, no, hey, Reese. No, no. What no. you think about the jeans, though? Listen, you talk. The nigga got on velvet sneakers. Stop, nigga. First of all, 
all, you can't be a fat nigga and wear any soft sneakers. That's the first thing. He can't even put a pack of cigarettes in his pocket. Hey, I tell you what you can't do. Chew gum without taking it between your teeth. Hey, hey listen. You get Jurassic Park mouth the fuck out of here. I will oh, kill listen, listen, I will literally run through this whole section, nigga. And I'm telling you, I'm trying to leave you. I'm trying to leave you. Look, dude. Wait, which one? Them skinny ass. You dude. talking about the nigga with the skin that ain't right? You got this. Who you talking about? Come on. You talking about the nigga? Wait, stop. You talking about the nigga with the braille on his face? Get the fuck out of here. With the braille on his face? Hey, listen. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. It look like you got speed bumps on your forehead. Y'all won't win this battle. You got some nut hurkers. Come on. Come on, Gucci man lips. Get the fuck out of here. Listen. Me, I'll kill your whole team and I'll turn my back on them like this. Yeah, but y'all don't do it with a professional. That's different. Wait, let him say it again. Wait, stop. Wait, stop. Wait, don't say it Don't say it one more time. I want him to say that again so we can see if anybody laughs this time. Say it one more time. I got the what? I'm 12 pounds. Last time, say it one more time. Let's see. <laughs> okay, we're gonna get out of this. I'm fucking just meandering. I'm gonna watch that later. I'll find any highlights in there. Congrats to Meek Mill for getting out of jail. Meek, get your shit together. Fucking listen to your etiquette coach. Don't go back to jail. Spend the fucking three years. Get healthy. Don't do drugs, don't drink, get your probation done, and don't go back to jail, and get all this shit out, like Meek Mill listens to this. This is the trailer I was talking about the other day, and everyone sent it to me. It's called Upgrade. This looks badass. As a quadriplegic, must be frustrating for you, someone who likes to get things done with their hands. Here's the thing. Four guys murdered my wife. If I could find these men, I'd do it. What if I told you I could offer you something that would enable you to walk again? I call it STEM. A computer chip that has the potential to change everything. It's a new, better brain. I am STEM. The system operating your body for you. This I'm already in. Did anybody else hear you? No, only you. Mary. Who is that? Who is this actor? Is this Tom Hardy? Oh. And something out. In the drone surveillance footage. Sir Bradner, Marine Corps, address 414 Citrus New Ground. You'll need a plan. I got this. This doesn't seem like a well thought out plan. I need your permission to operate independently. Permission granted! Thank you. Oh. Stay down, man. Sammy's got a knife! I see that. We have a knife, too. Ooh, he just jawed him. have full control again, Gray. This looks fucking badass. If you are involved in this somehow, then you need to let me know. Well, I was in the area, detective. There's a gun implanted inside his head. Spend, what do you think I should do? Move, Gray. <laughs> you are persistent. 
I cannot allow us to be killed. We are going to finish the job we started. Oh, fuck yeah. You didn't know that I'm a ninja. <laughs> While I am state-of-the-art, I am not a ninja. That looks fucking awesome. June 1st? I'm gonna see that in theaters and support it. Now more than ever, you need to see these things in theaters. All right, let's wrap this up. The funniest thing I saw all weekend. If you've seen this, I apologize that you waited all this time to see this or hear it. I will walk you through, if you're listening just to the audio version of this podcast, I'll walk you through it a little bit. Uh, it is Eastbound and Down. I went through a hardcore binge of Eastbound and Down this weekend. I watched all the best of Kenny Powers. I, it is such a funny show. It is so inappropriate. Once again, if we're talking about freedom of speech, they should never allow that because those are independent, uh, offensive thoughts. They shouldn't allow that ever on the air. But they did, and it has made my life exponentially better. This, <coughs> 360,000 views. Eastbound and Down's last episode intro, Sasha Baron Cohen's special, okay? I will tell you that it starts on a plane, okay? Sasha Baron's sitting, sitting on a plane. Uh, there's a, I think there's a boy next to him with his eyes closed for sleeping. And, uh, and that's the intro. That's everything you need to know. And so enjoy. They're flying at night because the kid's sleeping. May I help you, sir? Lonely are the insomniacs. Mm. I've been tossing and turning in my sleep and this blanket is very, very itchy. Could you please take it away? That's not too much trouble. <laughs> of course. Thank you. Oh! Oh, the stowaway. He's a big boy. I, His dick's I probably out. should have bought him another seat. Maybe I should call the pilot. Well, I don't think he wants to meet him. Hmm? I noticed that you haven't asked me to put him back in his crib. What are you doing? I'm writing down my number. Don't bother. I'm not going to call you. No, no, this is my bank balance. Now you've seen my two biggest assets. If you don't mind, I'd like you to go to the bathroom and get yourself prepared, if that's fine with you. Thank you again for being so helpful. She walks to the galley, looks, heads into the bathroom. You can open your eyes now. You saw that, yeah? That's how you do it. Probably four and a half minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, that is my favorite thing I saw all weekend. That inspired me. Oh, these are just... That inspired me to write this week. I watched that over and over again. That is just a great scene. It's just a great scene. Guy with his dick out, hits on the flight attendant. Flight attendant thinks it's aggressive, which by the way it is. It is in the Me Too fucking time. But I think sometimes it works. And then she goes back, gets in the thing, and he tells his son to open his eyes. That's how it works. I'll be four and a half minutes. Fuck yes. Uh, no song to go out to, I don't think, this week. Let's see. Let's see if I can find... Uh, let's see what Girl Talk's got. I love, I love everything Girl Talk. Oh, you know what song... Did I play the one with... Uh, what Girl Talk songs have, have you heard me play? Um, I don't know the titles. Is it? I did the one with Kelly Clarkson. Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. I did triple double. 
Um, let's see. I haven't heard this one. Shut down the club. Avril Levine, Jay Z, T Pain. This looks like a good one to end on. What's how to talk to girls at parties? Faith Evans, Fat Man Scoop, Missy Elliott, No Pause, Chicago Saturday, Quad City DJs. No, let's go. Let's go with Shut Down the Club. I haven't heard this. Tell me if we've listened to this one. I'll play this. I hope you guys have a fantastic week. Have you heard this? I've listened to every fucking girl talk song there is. Oh, yeah. April Levine. I love April Levine. I used to jump rope to this. I wonder, wait, hold on. You know what we should do? I wonder if there's a girl talk song with Meek Mill in it. Ooh, Meek Mill. No. Let's go back to that one. Straight Geechee boy. Means he's from South Carolina. Where's April? Come on, April. That's her beat in the background. Here we go. Getting chill bumps. You know what's coming up? Throw some D's on that bitch. Think about running through the hills to this. Oh shit. Oh yeah. So I let her kiss the prince of the free shit. 
Rod Stewart. Have a fantastic fucking week. I love you with all my heart. Congrats, Meek Mill. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.